This episode of B-Movies and Ebooks was recorded prior to the passing of Sid Haig, a true B-Movie legend. May he rest in peace. The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. movies and ebooks my name is craig wade and my name is brian allen delaney <laughs> well i think i started it a little early and then the music took me by surprise and threw off my rhythms you know yeah. this is a very rhythm based podcast but <laughs> it, it really is <laughs> today's episode it's like dance dance revolution the <laughs> podcast <laughs> that would be the worst podcast well i mean i guess if the shoe fits um well, but you couldn't see them playing dance dance revolution It'd basically be the radio. You could hear tapping. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that reminds me whenever I lived underneath, like, like it was like seven dudes and all they did was they played. I mean, and the floor under them. I didn't (laughs) live with these dudes stomping me. But um, yeah, like all they did was play DDR all the time. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going nuts because just nonstop. Just. But anyway, <clears throat> so uh, we are doing it today, covering the last bit of it. The last mm-hmm. bit, like the last half of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, half of the book, it. Yeah, we got thrown off uh, of of um, timing of our schedule. This is this podcast is all about rhythm. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> we got thrown off our schedule mainly because of me, I think. Oh, dude, don't blame yourself. I didn't want to read half of it in a week, and I always procrastinate. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually, was... like, didn't really this time. I kind of spaced it out. Went kind of easy. Not me. I did 10 hours of it yesterday. <laughs> 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 but, uh, but whatever. I, I had a good time. Um, I, I, I guess... Uh, you know, obviously, we're not doing a book or a movie review this week. Yeah, but we just um, needed to finish this. Yeah, <laughs> but I did since the last episode. I saw it, chapter two. And, and I, how was it? Major spoilers, please. <laughs> I'm gonna not do spoilers, but <laughs> I will say I liked it. I liked the first one better. They made some changes in this film. Like it, it's yeah. weird because it seems like it's almost more faithful to the book than the first one. And so when they made the changes, it was like, wait, why? You know what I'm really, saying? Really jarring. Well, I mean, not even really jarring, just weird changes. I think honestly, if it was like if I had read the book a year ago, it wouldn't bother me. But because I'm currently reading it, and there mm-hmm. are some things that are just like bizarre, like. Like really, really odd changes, uh, for no major reason, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I I liked it. I thought it was fun. It was uh a lot trippier than the first one, but I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. Maybe once a little later this year, or or whenever 
we, you know, maybe after you see it, we'll, we will uh, uh, go further in depth on it. But I don't want to go yeah. too far in depth. So, yeah. how's it how, like as a total, like as a as one big movie? Mm-hmm. How does it compare to the miniseries? You know, I mean, obviously it's better. Um, I don't know. They, they're let's, just let's be honest. The miniseries kind of sucks. It does. It <laughs> does. It's not that good. Um, but and honestly, I was thinking about it. You know, even when Kelsey and I watched that. A, I don't think we've watched it in a while because I can't remember. I think it was right after the first movie came out. We watched it again the last time. Maybe it's been once since then, but generally we only watch half of it. Like, because it's two discs. It's like, ah, we'll, we'll watch this one. You have to get up and change it. Yeah. One oh. thing I do like that the book does that neither of the films did was like, Kron, like, you know, not chronologically tell the story. Like both conclusions happen around the same time. You're finding out yeah. what happens when the characters find out and as yeah. adults. Um, I, I, I will say there was a slight change to the end of this movie that I really like a lot better than the ending of the book. Like okay. a lot better, but whatever. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I mean, I can't really do it without spoiling it. Yeah. But, yeah. And they, I, I, I will also say that they don't even mess with, like, Audra too much in the movie. Like, really? Yeah. So don't worry about that shitty bike sequence. <laughs> like, it makes sense in the book, but, man, in the miniseries, that was yeah. so bad. Oh, I, I know. Okay, I know we're kind of jumping ahead here, but that scene was so much better in the book. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it, like, made sense in the book? Yeah, it made sense. It was fitting. Like, it actually made you feel good. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But, okay. So, um, overall, though, in part two? I mean, good? out of five? Or, uh, uh, I, I don't would, care. I mean, okay, I'll just say as a barometer. I don't know. I think I may have, as time passed... I would give the first one honestly a four out of five. Like the first, the, first the one new was one, great. It was good. It was really, really good. I enjoyed it. I've seen it like three or four times now. So I think, honestly, I, I'm a little more cooled off than whenever I first saw it. I probably was like four and a half or some shit, you know. But just this tells you how I feel. I would say the first one's a four. This one's a three. Still okay. good. Still good. Still watchable. It is weird, though, that the first one's like barely two hours, and this one's like two hours and 45 minutes. Like, what a weird way to... Like, well, they're supposed to be like... They were... The director was talking about how he wants to release like like a six-hour supercut. I'd be down. Of like both of them together. I'd be down. I I'd think. be down for that too. Oh, I will say there there is one thing that I don't think I don't feel is a spoiler. Um, so when the kids come back in this one, you know, because there's still flashbacks, even though yeah, there has to be <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, they like CGI the kids to look younger, and you can definitely tell it looks shitty, man. Really? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone like it's I thought been I'll, like two years. <laughs> yeah, but they're like at like puberty age, you know. So yeah. it's like, uh, I don't know, you know, um, 
<laughs> yeah, it was weird, man. Like, I was like, oh, God. Like, I mean, because they're getting really good with the the young age thing. There's a one company in particular that that's all they do, like special effects company. I can't remember the name of it, mm-hmm. but they are fantastic at it. They're the ones that have been doing all the new Marvel movies and things. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, in-game, right? Mm-hmm had young Michael Douglas and um, someone else too. And it's like, you really can't tell like, um, or in Captain Marvel uh, when they de-aged Samuel L. Jackson. And it's like, you can't even tell there's one scene that I noticed he looked fake in Captain Marvel, but he's, he's de-aged the entire movie. And it's crazy. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like this one, they should have gotten those guys. Or if if they did, like maybe it works better as adults to be younger adults than like kids to be younger kids, you know? Yeah. Because there's like facial structure and stuff changes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all have, like, squatty heads. (laughs) I mean, yeah, because your face doesn't change from, like, you know... When you're 25 to like 50, it just fills whatever. out like Alec Baldwin or something. <laughs> you know, right. like, just kind of gets fatter, but not like changing shape. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying like your underlying mm-hmm. like skull mm-hmm. shape doesn't change. <laughs> yeah, but like when you're 11 to like 14, it certainly does. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, but, I I definitely would say to go watch it. It, it was fun. Well, um, but well, uh. Uh, I'll uh, watch it. Cre- Creep Show, the series starts this week on Shutter. I I know. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm super pumped about this. Uh, uh, you watch it, it'll be some shitty letdown. Yeah, <laughs> I'm probably. trying. You know what? I think I'm going to try to be like just a more positive person because yeah, I shouldn't. Won't. I shouldn't approach something that I'm excited and love from <laughs> <laughs> from an angle of like you watch it'll <laughs> fucking suck. You're just already setting it up, you know. I honestly, it has to be a defense mechanism. Like, if I think the worst on something that I'm excited for, then I won't be so let down, right? That has to be. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. (laughs) Okay, so I've been watching a lot of um, Frank Zappa interviews for some reason. (laughs) Uh huh. And he actually said the exact same thing on one of the interviews. He was like. People just need to stop being so like, um, what's what's the word I'm looking for? The opposite of pessimistic, optimistic. Mm-hmm. He's like, people need to stop being so optimistic because if you don't expect things to go well, then you won't be disappointed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it's been a mainstay. You're like for a moment. modern day Frank Zappa. <laughs> yeah, only a little more talented, <laughs> <laughs> specifically musically. <laughs> yeah, specifically. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh what else what else we got uh oh oh go ahead I, I have like one piece of news oh i never actually like i said that the reason we were late was me but it was because i'm working on a thing and i have huge deadlines and the end but okay i do have one piece of actual news though yeah that is exciting if you're into that sort of thing nope We'll be back right after the <laughs> yeah. Um, the U.S. rights to Nightmare on Elm Street have reverted back to Craven oh, or to Craven's estate. 
Huh. So that's kind of cool. But he doesn't like own the old movies. He just owns the intellectual property or what? Yeah, like they can um it's there's there's not really any super like hardcore details like nobody's gotten to look at it but basically um it's he they can move on and do a sequel if they wanted to or whatever or do new movies uh oh man you know his estate is just gonna cash in or maybe not but england said he was down for one more yeah but are we down for 75-year-old Robert England to do one? I am. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I don't know. How old is he? mid England? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Robert England. Uh, 72. 72. I mean, I think at this time, honestly, they should just kind of call it uh, call it a day. I love, I love Nightmare on Elm Street, but... I don't know. You can uh, recently. I rewatched most of them. I skipped a few, but you really tell the decline. Well, I don't know. I like. I, I know people like part two, but part two, I'm not a big fan of either. But you really can tell that most of them are cash grabs. <laughs> they don't even attempt to really be <laughs> that good of a movie. Dream Warriors rules and part one rules, but like, uh, I'm gonna go out on limb and say, uh, so does New Nightmare. Oh, New Nightmare is great, but it doesn't feel like, to me, that felt like a hard reset. You know, not really yeah. a, like, and I'd be down for something like that. Hell, What uh, if, do I, hear me out, mm-hmm. Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> I'd be down. That'd be, be great. Like a cartoon of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Robert England can voice Freddy still. Yeah. That way he's not having to do physical things at 72 i don't know i'm sure he's fine <laughs> but but it'd be less stressful yeah what do you think what do you think yeah i'd be down i mean i like the beetlejuice series but uh, the, it was canceled <laughs> for a reason <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh man I, I i didn't watch it but you know this past week three from hell came out uh-huh and from what i hear like uh spoilers um, but it's like Sid Haig dies 10 minutes in mm-hmm. and the reason being is cause like he's in, he was in bad health and couldn't pass a physical to be in yeah. the movie. Uh, and so basically they allowed him to do it only on like light duty and that sucks, man. Like, cause like I knew he was old, but you know, he's 80 years old. Yeah. What? How's he doing now? And he wasn't he in the hospital? He was, but he he's out. Like his wife had posted something about that, but you know, like I hate to see that. Uh, you know, I don't know. We met him briefly, and he was nice, but I, yeah, he didn't he, string. He was a really cool guy. And that was twelve years ago, so he yeah. would have been sixty-eight. But he didn't seem sixty-eight, did he? No, he did not. Like it blew I mean, my mind when they said he was eighty, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. But anyway. So that bums me out. But I I don't know. I I, I want to see 3 from Hell, but I just couldn't do it in theater. Like yeah. I was like I'm going to pay 15 bucks a ticket when I can buy it on Blu-ray next month for 15. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Um Yeah. 
So I feel like there should be more, but I can't think of it. I mean, it's only been three weeks. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I'm I, actually hadn't it been four. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time, but yeah, you sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, well, do you want to jump into the book? I mean, there's nothing else for us to do. <laughs> I know. I know. I felt like an idiot as soon as it came out of my mouth. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I let's not even do a thing. Let's just jump in. Whoa. <laughs> so last time, like, we ended <laughs> what? At the second or third intermission? Um, let's see. I no, and even that we stopped at we stopped at the apocalyptic rock fight. Oh, okay. Damn. Okay. We stopped at chapter thirteen. So this is going to be covering chapter fourteen through the end. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we're good at this. <laughs> I think a lot of this, though, we can kind of even like we don't smash together we definitely do not need to go chapter by chapter no 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 i'm saying like the album the smoke hole like those are kind of like the same thing or like the same time period you know we kind of smash them together um like uh there there's all that stuff with um henry and and beverly mm-hmm. that we can kind of compress yeah i think we should kind of just go through some of this stuff um, until we get to like, like pretty quickly until we get to say like chapter 19. Okay. You got a chapter listing in front of you? Cause I have the, the Kindle version open on my desktop. All right. So where do we go next? Uh, we're going to start with chapter 14, the album. Okay. Yeah. What was your, th- remember what that is? <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's my that's my problem. It's like I don't remember like chapters. It's, it's it's when Mike tells the other guys about uh, the album of pictures. Yeah, that his dad has. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, they're starting to build the the clubhouse in the Barrens. Okay, yeah, yeah. Then I remember, but I, and nothing really stuck out. That's what I'm that. saying. Like that so, really, the only really important thing in there is there's yet another indication that like Stan doesn't really want to be doing this um, because he's freaking out too much about the, the album of pictures. Yeah. Right. And because it's, it's, it's the same sort of thing happened uh, or it's the same sort of thing happening with the pictures that happened with Georgie's album. Yeah. His dad, his dad just collected old, old photos and it shows that Pennywise has been in the town a long time. Yeah, right. like some of well, like one of them was like a woodcutting from like the 1700s. <laughs> yeah, of of a clown, and I don't even think clowns really existed like that back then. <laughs> I don't know the uh, the history of clowns, to be honest. That's that's surprising to me, coming from a guy who on his ASVAB test or whatever got a mime. Do a mime. Dude. <laughs> yeah, but you know, mimes don't have to learn history; they just have to shut up. I honestly feel like that was my teacher. Like that was my teacher telling me to shut up. <laughs> but. So anyway, yeah. Moving pictures. Um, hit, you know, Pennywise has been in there a lot longer than they think they have because 
like before this, it was just basically um, we knew it was there, uh, you know, from the 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 townspeople who were still alive. Yeah, you know, but this is showing it goes back way further than that. Um, the kids build uh, a clubhouse underground mm-hmm. because uh, they don't want to fall out of a tree. <laughs> very pragmatic these children but you know they do say it's like a five foot by five foot square right that's teeny tiny yeah there's no way that that was it because like people like you you stretch out your arms or at least i'm like i'm closer to five feet than you are i think but (laughs) but it's like (laughs) You do that, and it's like you touch the sides of the walls. Yeah, that's not big at all. You can't fit seven people in there. I mean, you could, but you're not going to do anything except for touch each other. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's correct. Like you'd be just leaned against each other every time. Yeah. I yeah. Okay, so that's basically that one. You know, uh, Stan freaks out a little bit. The end, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, am I missing anything? No. no I mean, not from my <laughs> memory. I. It hit me again yesterday that, like, man, I really should have, like, made notes. <laughs> oh, I going, did. What, uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah me too, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, if I, I mean, have, some of them I have no uh, reference to where it was in the, in the story. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I made notes. All right, so next chapter, what we got? Uh, chapter 15, The Smoke Hole. Um, basically it's like they're doing this native American ritual, um, to, uh, I don't know, vision quest, some sort of thing. Yeah. It's almost like at that point they didn't even have control over what was happening. It was like a fate type thing. And they were like, well, let's try this smoke hole thing. And they're like, sure, let's do it. Right. And, um, Richie and Mike, uh, go back in time mm-hmm. to basically like the prehistoric end. times well, and witness the coming of it. Yep. And him just and slamming so, into the universe. Yeah. So here is the actual, like, or as close to um, a origin story as we're going to get to it. Kind of. You get a little more in the end to the, yeah. because he yeah. may have existed like before that, like existed. Oh, yeah, just he, did. didn't, he definitely uh, did. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, but, but we him, still never figure out what it really is. He's like an alien that. type thing. Yeah, I know. But it's like, it. it's, it's really some sort of like Lovecraftian elder God or something. Sort of, yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, basically, uh, it arrives. Um, well, they call it a spaceship, even though they know it's not a spaceship. It's basically like a meteor that yeah. is it, like falling from somewhere into prehistoric dairy. Yeah, uh, and I really liked this chapter. Um, I don't know why. I think maybe because it was just kind of like completely different than everything else. No. At the time, yeah, you, you know, and it, it it was just it was just weird because um, the smoke hole that they're in their clubhouse, you know, like, and I think this is why he specifically mentioned how small it was, mm-hmm. you know, because it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. 
Yeah, until because, like they they can't find each other. And yeah, and you know, uh, Mike and Richie go in there, and then like they, I think they even mentioned like when they were trying to pull them out, like they couldn't find them even in like the small smoke hole. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like they were trying to figure find them, and then yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's a really neat thing. Gives you a little bit more actual history. Um. But, but it never fully about. like the thing that I did like about it is okay. It provides some context, gives you a little bit of history. Still doesn't feel the need to over-explain it. You know, yeah. it's just like oh, okay, and this is all you're getting, kind of <laughs> like yeah, until later, and you still don't get much. Like it's just like oh, okay, well he's we know he's not like just a ghost clown, <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> but it's a ghost clown. No. Um, okay, so move on. Yeah. Okay, so uh, 16, Eddie's Bad Break. Um, so, okay, the, this, this one, I think, honestly, is way more important of a chapter than you expect it to be at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, it's about, you know, how Eddie broke his arm, right? Or how really, uh, what Henry broke his arm, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, a foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Um, but B, uh, the conversation he has with the pharmacist, Mister Keene. Yeah, yeah, okay. and oh, go ahead. <clears throat> well, I was just saying because this, it, it's about how like this is where Eddie learns that his asthma respirator is just water, right? And it's a placebo. Yeah, it's like um, water with a dash of camphor to just yeah, make, just it, to make so- it taste yeah. like medicine. <laughs> and they had mentioned that earlier in the book. Um, you know, like Stephen King had mentioned it earlier in the book, but Eddie didn't know about it. Right. And I think this this chapter right here, um, because of the ending, mm-hmm. um, is is super duper important. Because I, it, one of the main themes of this book is sort of like, well, n- not only childhood versus being an adult, uh-huh. right? But also sort of like fear versus imagination, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in, in sort of things. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna jump sort of ahead because no. we're gonna spoil it anyway, right? One of the main like ways they fight it is basically just through the power of belief right that's like the, the main way they fight it yeah that it that is basically it and you know it's like this placebo you know it, it, they're talking about how it works because he believes it'll work right mm-hmm. and that's exactly how eddie fights it later with the same aspirator yeah right and it's just like this whole this this you know the this asthma thing which you think is just a symbol of um his mom's overprotection and Eddie's hypochondria or whatever you want to call it becomes like an actual like weapon of the child's imagination mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and so i think it's it's kind of neat that they've been setting it up 
or that King has been setting it up as both so important and also like in a way so trivial because it's fake, mm-hmm. you know, and then that that importance of it being fake but still working doesn't like really pay off until the very end. Yeah, you know it, I mean? it, it is odd, though. Like it, it runs counter to like how any kid would act, though. If you found out it was a placebo, you'd be like, well, I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah, right? exactly. But not him. <laughs> yeah. And and so it kind of like I've been thinking about this the whole time um, because the turtle or somebody brought them together. Mm-hmm. Right. And every kid has sort of a part to play. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I was trying to run them down. And so, like, obviously, Bill's the leader. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I guess. Uh, you know, you know, Mike was sort of like the, um, the repository of knowledge, sort of deal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as a, especially as an adult, uh, Ben was the builder, Eddie was the navigator. Yeah, right. You could you could argue Beverly was like the thing that held them all together. She was the glue. She was their spark plug. <laughs> yeah right yes. but andrew then, huh <laughs> she was andrew yes <laughs> and then and then there's stan well he was the expendable one i know and i know that's what i'm saying and it's like and you know it's like stan kills himself at the very beginning of the book and it's like as the book progresses you realize why and it's like because he didn't have he was, an important role to play. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like he, he was never like into it, really. Well, they they mentioned in the second movie, and I was like, oh, that's kind of harsh, but yeah, uh, that's apt. I always kind of until reading the book, just based on the first miniseries and the first movie, I thought of Eddie as the weakest one. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and, oh, I, I missed Richie. Yeah, and Richie, Richie, just Richie, like, of, is actually kind of like super instrumental in Chud later. Yeah, and the at the end he pulls yeah. Bill back basically. Yeah, well, well, and also because of uh, you know it's supposed to be joke versus joke. Yeah, he's yeah. the comedian. Yeah, um, so, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, like in the second in the second movie they're just like. Well, Stan was always the weakest one. I was like, oh, that's harsh. <laughs> like, they found out he died, and they're like, yeah, he was always the weakest one. They're like, oh. Damn. <laughs> I mean, they were all thinking it, I'm sure. But, jeez. Well, I think I think they weren't, if, uh, I could be wrong. I think at that point in the movie, they didn't know he was dead. They just knew he didn't come back. They're like, why do you think he didn't come back? Like, Because he's weak. He was always the weakest one. Like, oh. Huh. Fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. The uh, maybe a bad place to put this, but whatever. In the in the film, like like I said, Audra is basically pretty much minimized, but so is uh, Beverly's husband. Like uh-huh. neither Tough. of them. Like they have the like that spat at the beginning, and then he's never seen again. <laughs> then that's weird because like he's such a. They're they're kind of super important in this last part two yeah i would say is, but yeah he just kind of like wise he just kind of follows him and dies off screen pretty much but this whole this whole book is sort of like and they he kind of hits you over the head with it about like 
the circles come back together and all this stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's all about like, you know, patterns and repeating. Mm-hmm. Right. And Henry and Audra are basically, or not Henry and Audra, uh, Tom and Audra are basically, you know, and it comes out right and says it, they are Henry and, and Beverly again. You know, they play the same roles as uh, they did whenever they were children. Because, like, this this whole book is sort of like a master class on parallel storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. Which I think is one of the reasons why I like it, because I'm a huge sucker for that. Um, yeah, but no, I, I, I enjoy it as well. Yeah, but, I mean, it's like, what we're about to get into is what we're... Uh, isn't it where, oh, I guess we're skipping ahead a bit, but like where it recounts um, Henry um, trying to, I don't know, sexually assault Beverly. <laughs> yeah. And then the same sort of thing like happens with uh, Tom. Yeah, but then later, <coughs> later, it does parallel Tom to Henry multiple times, but then later... Beverly's like, no, Tom's not Henry. Tom's my dad. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. and like she full on says the words, Tom is my dad. You know? Yeah. Oh, no, I know. But, uh, okay. So, yeah, uh, Eddie, uh, I would say less important to the story, but still important. This kind of also shows, uh, this chapter shows where, like, Eddie finally stands up to his mom because his yeah. mom's like, you know, you're not going to play with them anymore. And he's like, oh, really? Oh really? The the, the uh, pharmacist says that you know you're feeding me placebos and this is bullshit. So I think I am gonna see him pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> and and he <clears throat> sees uh, it in his mom's face. Mm-hmm. So it's like how much of that was her? <clears throat> how how influenced is just the average person in dairy? I would say heavily. You know? <laughs> yeah, Hev- heavily influenced, <laughs> but. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. Uh, the next chapter is that Patrick dying. Yeah. Okay. The, the, so, the death of Patrick Hostetter. To me, there's not much to say here other than the fact that Beverly happens across uh, Patrick and and uh, Henry Henry in in getting a little frisky. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, Henry's like, "Get away from me!" and uh, Patrick, he continues to play. It shows, uh, actually, it's a really cool chapter, even though it doesn't really play much into the story, where it shows, like, how jacked up Patrick was. Yeah. Like, he had, like, murdered his baby brother and yeah. shit. And, like, he collected animals and just stuck them in a refrigerator out there. Yep. And, like, really, really, he's just a jacked up person and then basically he opens the refrigerator and uh pennywise in the form of like <laughs> insects uh, uh yeah like flying leeches yeah and so they they get him <laughs> <laughs> so, but i mean there's not a whole lot of anything to that except for the fact that like it no, did show that Beverly's like really afraid of them and how jacked up he is, and then Henry's yeah. still even more jacked up than Patrick. Yeah, but I would say this is kind of the where Henry's mental decline starts. Uh, I mean, he was always an asshole, but yeah, like where he's like he getting crazy. Yeah, 
Because it's a, like that was the first time he was kind of spaced out in in the middle of it, right? Where I he, think so. He was like spaced um, out and then kind of came to and was like, "What are you doing?" Like after they'd been like fiddling around for a while. <laughs> fiddling around. <laughs> um, yeah, I think so. No, this book's long. <laughs> it's super long. Yeah, I would say unless you have more important, we can just skip this. No, I mean that's basically what happens. I mean, it's just it's just a nice little like uh extension of their characters. I do appreciate how the bullies like uh, most of the bullies, Henry and Patrick at least, not not so much Belch, but um they're they're actually fleshed out like characters. You know, they're not just uh plot devices. Yeah. Which they easily could have been. That. And up to this point, kind of were. What? <laughs> I said, which they easily could have been, and up to this point, kind of were. Yeah, well, I mean, you've had the... you've Henry wasn't. Henry's been pretty fleshed out. From Just Belch and, and... Yeah. Patrick. But, I mean, it's like, there are parts where you almost kind of feel sorry for Henry, because it seems like a lot of this really isn't his fault. You know, he's been being used for years by some sort of weird demonic clown spider thing. Yeah. But okay. All right. Um uh 18 the bullseye. So that that one felt like this was going like until I realized that it was going to just parallel it all the way through to the end, I felt like this was where it was going to go down. Yeah. Like, it did feel kind of climactic and then it wasn't. Yeah, because they they melt down um, they melt down some silver dollars. Yeah, into uh, just like slugs to slingshot because he was coming after Richie in the form of a werewolf. So they basically figured this would apply to werewolf rules, and they go to the house on Nebalt Street. Isn't that where this? Yeah, Yeah, it is. I mean, but in general, though, like silver. Like usually affects a lot of supernatural creatures. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great place to start. You know, if you're actually being tormented by some sort of otherworldly evil. Oh, okay, I'll have to put that in my back pocket. I mean, it works for vampires. <laughs> works for werewolves. So Whatever. maybe just rub it in garlic too. Yeah. <laughs> what else? And crucifixes. Yeah, just shoot little silver garlic rubbed crucifixes at them. <laughs> Those are easy to fashion in your garage. Yeah. Um, or you know, I guess you could buy them. They yeah. can just rub garlic. You have to, you have to hand make them. Um, would would it count if you just like crudely made like T shapes? That would still count, right? I think because wasn't there a movie where just crossing your fingers? counted as a cross i think it was like dracula dead and loving it oh okay okay <laughs> all right still a movie dusk counts. Till dawn, though and dusk till dawn he did it with um a piece of wood and a shotgun yeah um but he was also uh, a priest. okay okay so they go into Nebolt, <laughs> the house on Nebolt street i uh stan also you get a you get a sense that stan is at this point uh you really really start to see ben in his element like yep. fashioning this shit oh, yeah, almost yeah. like a when, surgeon when ben is building things. He's like the hero. Yeah. You know, it's like, 
And, and Beverly, they had all like taken turns. Beverly was the best at the slingshot, so she got yeah. the slingshot. And so, uh, but Stan, basically, whenever they're going in the house, Stan's like, "Dude, you have your brother to fight for. I don't have shit, so I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna peace out." And they basically end up getting him to like dragging him along with him. Yeah. This is this is the chapter where where Stan really, you know, doesn't want to do this. Yeah. Yep. Um. So I don't know this this chapter like it felt so anticlimactic to me because I f- when I started it I was like this is a climax but then I was like oh shit no it's not is it is it <laughs> they're just gonna kind of they're just gonna kind of face it and have to reface it later yep. which is what happens which is exactly what happens and, uh, yeah it goes after it cuts ben? ben did ben get yeah, yeah. almost disemboweled him <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and he thinks that he's been disemboweled until like uh beverly like shoots uh she missed once right they made they made two slugs yeah she missed once or did she hit it once? uh yeah and then she got got him in the face. <laughs> the second one wasn't it? Yeah, in the in the in the eyeball. Yeah. All or, right. Yeah, in the face. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and then everyone's like, "Oh, all right, let's go." You know, <laughs> yeah. it, it retreats, and so do our they. work here is done. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I I guess this is also the point where you kind of see inside Ben's head where he's like. Uh, he, he, you know, the, Beverly's shirt gets ripped and all of them are like kind of looking away, you know, like trying yeah. to not, uh, not just look at her stare. Yeah. And so, uh, but Ben realizes at this point that she's in love with Bill. Mm-hmm. Right. Isn't I, I think <clears throat> it is. And he starts going on this thing about like power in his head. Like she holds uh, she has power over him, but Bill has power over her, and maybe power is what keeps them together. Like it goes through this weird little thing in yes. his head. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. I, I was walking in Walmart listening to this, <laughs> and so I associate this with buying a cooler. <laughs> but, like Mister Dress Up, listening to it. <laughs> have we told that on here? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay. Well, if not, we won't. If not, I'm known at Walmart as Mr. Dress Up because <laughs> I come after work and I I think they assume that I'm always dressed up. Well, all that happened. The best part is like you're not even really that dressed up. It's no. like you're wearing like khakis. <laughs> khakis and a random shirt. And they're like I went into Walmart one day on a Sunday where I was like bum- like just dressed how I would around the house, you know, t-shirt and like gym shorts and uh, uh, just this lady goes mr dress up ain't dressed up today <laughs> like under her breath not to me not to anyone just to herself and i was like what and she's like oh yeah you know we call you mr dress up. <laughs> so anyway uh but yeah but yeah it, so ben basically conceptualizes uh the fact that they all kind of have different things of power which is a reoccurring motif if not a theme in this book uh you know it never really felt super thematic to me or recurring theme as much as just something that kind of comes up i mean in a way i guess you could kind of say like power is a reoccurring theme in like all literature (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) so um but yeah like 
Um, but that's kind of it for this one, right? Yeah, I think so. Right. Fourth interlude. Oh God, uh, I don't even horrible mm. axe murderer. <laughs> oh, that's this one. That yeah. also happened at Walmart. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, You're like, I should buy an axe while I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So the the silver dollar dude murders like the entire players or like with an axe uh how many is it if you have five men uh in a, a poker game right yeah yeah i mean I, I don't know that like it goes into all this stuff about like a union or like a bunch of you know this struggle between union and employers and who was unioning up but all that really matters is that there was that uh it basically got uh, kind of framed one of the dudes, right? It, well, he he kind of he like he instigated it. Yeah, he wasn't like the dude or anything at the time. He was in the crowd. No, but didn't like didn't he kill two of the friends and ever the whole town thought that that one guy killed him? Oh yeah yeah yeah. And then <laughs> then that guy assumed that maybe the people on this other struggle did it, and yeah. then he went and axe murdered some people. Yeah. I thought you meant like in the silver dollar. It was no, no. It was a it was a neat little story. I don't know how much it plays into the plot. Does well, it? I think it's just again, you know, just to show you how messed up the town in general is. Yeah, cuz they straight up how Pennywise has always been doing stuff but this is the one that kicked off the um the the ironworks explosion cycle yeah you're saying because there's always like an instigating um attack that starts the cycle and then usually something big that ends it Mm -hmm. but yeah it's just also probably the earliest one the earliest like it encounter that anyone in Derry still alive remembers. Yeah, that was he's talking to a very old man, right? And like, yeah, it was early nineteenth century or er, nineteen six. Yeah, okay. Or nineteen oh five is whenever the the murder happened, but nineteen oh six when the ironworks did. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got nothing about that chapter. No, I mean, it's just, it's just a, like, like with all of the interludes, I really like them just because of the world building, mm-hmm. you know, and just, I'm just a sucker for that. Like if, if they, if he released another book that was just like dairy, you know, interludes of, of it throughout history, I'd read it. Oh yeah, I definitely would read <laughs> that. That would be a great comic book. Yeah, it probably. Yeah, it would. Like, cause you could do you like an Stephen anthology. You could do like an anthology, like completely yeah. different stories of jacked up shit and dairy throughout history. Yeah. That would be an awesome comic. Yeah, I'd read uh, it. Okay. Um, okay. So the next one, chapter nineteen, right? Okay. So here's where things actually like really start coming to a head. Um, this is from here on out, basically. Mm-hmm. It's. 1958 and 85 at the same time. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, this is... Um, uh, I don't know. Okay, so this is the 
first part of the ritual of chud section. Chid, chud. Yeah, the chud. Chud. Um, <laughs> you know? Chud. It's it's the part where the chuds come out. I did make sure that this was written after Chud. Like it definitely is an homage to Chud, the film. <laughs> like it has to be, right? I mean, I I, I would imagine, but yeah, like because I'm pretty sure the word Chud means nothing. <laughs> um, Cannibalistic I mean, humanoid got, underground dwellers. It's but, got umlauts over it. But yeah, it's supposed to be. Um, <clears throat> a like native american word mm-hmm. right but it's not but it's not um yeah okay so so yeah this uh basically this is beverly back in the old days this is beverly and her father he's mad because he found out that she's been hanging out with a bunch of boys yeah and this is where um like she sees it in her father when he's all raging at her. Yeah. So he chases her through town. She defies him for like the first time. She stands up to him and runs around town. And then books yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. And then this is also the chapter where Henry. <laughs> this is where I'm picking up here because uh, I started these yesterday. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> like this is you fresh. can take the lead for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Henry, um. Henry gets a knife in the mail from Bob Gray, you know, and he. <laughs> I like. I just like how Pennywise mailed him a knife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, it obviously didn't go through the postal service. There was like balloons and stuff tied to his mailbox, but <laughs> but it's just like it's just so weird. It's like here's a knife. Yeah, yeah. So he gives him this knife, and Henry. The first thing he does is just slits his father's, or just not even slits his throat. He just puts it up to him and flicks it where yeah. the blade goes in. So it kills his dad, and then he's like, "We're gonna get these kids to his yeah. buddies." Now I don't know that his buddies, his buddies don't know that he killed his dad at this point. No, no, no one knows until like after, or like till after all this is kind of over. Yeah, so he gets, uh, they start running around, like, Beverly and Ben were hanging out in their clubhouse, and so they they hear them coming, and they pull the trap door shut, and so uh, they basically are just kind of trolling around, looking for them, and what happens? They throw rocks, it's almost like a, another little rock fight. And then uh, the this is actually you're going into like chapter twenty also. Oh, am I? I think so. Okay. Or or you're going into like uh, no, I think this is all still nineteen. Well, I'm just I don't know. It, it all kind of runs together from here on out, but like honestly, because it, it there's so much like back and forth. Mm-hmm. That yeah, but. Yeah, they're in the clubhouse. Um, and he's got them, like, going down into the uh, sewers, right? And that's kind of the end of the 1958 part. Yeah. And the 1985 part, uh, Henry's back. Yeah. And he attacks who first? Mike? Mike. He attacks Mike. He he cuts his it's artery. in the library, though. Yeah. Yeah. Cuts he, his... he attacks Mike in the library with the switchblade. Yeah. Cuts his artery um, and basically leaves him for dead and then wanders off into the night. I do like how when Mike called uh, 
the the police the 911 um pennywise answered <laughs> yeah 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 um, i will say uh these chapters this chapter is like super racist <laughs> right yeah like, there, there's quite a few in bombs being dropped from everyone pennywise uh Henry. Yeah, Pennywise does it way more than you think some sort of old god Lovecraftian entity would. Well, I think the thing is, I mean, it didn't really even have to do, obviously, like, Pennywise is probably raceless, but he's yeah. tapping into fear all the time, yeah. and so, yeah. you know, yeah. You could even argue that, like, what you hear from Pennywise is just what you want to hear. Yeah. You know? You could argue that he isn't even actually saying anything to them. Yeah. And um... But I do like take take a, a side out for for a second. Um, how dumb Pennywise's sense of humor is! Oh yeah, it's it's freaking stupid, and I love it. And it's like he he comes at him with like stupid puns and stuff all the time. Hey, like almost, they, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. The, my favorite one was just like because it didn't even make any sense was when they see, like, Stan's decapitated head, or when Mike sees Stan's decapitated head in the refrigerator, mm-hmm. and he's like, looks like Stan finally got a head! Yeah, and you're yeah. like, really? It reminded <laughs> me almost of, like, the leprechaun. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> And Did- it's, like, so stupid. It's puns like that all the time. And I have to wonder, like, is is he making those puns because he likes because he's a clown or is he a clown because he already had that sense of humor? I, I don't know. You know I, what I mean? I would assume he has every sense of humor, <laughs> you know, cause he's like, a, and these are bad puns on purpose. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Did, did he like land here and saw like that we made clowns eventually? And he's like, Hey, I can get behind this. Now, <laughs> like, you, you mentioned Stan's head. Have we glossed over that somewhere? Because that's already yeah, happened. So. <laughs> yeah, they see Stan's head in the fridge. <laughs> well, I mean, like, as as the 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 kids in in 1985, as the adults get closer to um, Pennywise mm-hmm. and closer to remembering everything, um, Pennywise does like everything he can to stop them. He's like super desperate. And so it's like he keeps, you know, sending them like visions and stuff like that to try to get them to turn away because he's scared. Yeah. He lives off fear, but they scare him. Yeah, exactly. But um, so, okay. So Henry heads off in the night. He's picked up by the corpse of Belch driving yep. his car or like driving the car that who was it henry's father always his wanted dad, yeah. yeah yeah and then henry's he dad's dream car uh belch gives him like a list of phone or room numbers for all of yeah. the people and drops them off there and he starts like apologizing to belch and belch just like opens his mouth and pennywise's voice is like just go kill them all or something yeah <laughs> so anyway so he I like go- how your pennywise voice is real close to like beetlejuice <laughs> I don't even remember what I just go kill on. Yeah, yeah, I yeah guess so. that's a pretty good Beetlejuice, dude. Uh, give me, a, give me a Beetlejuice line. What does he say? Um, let's uh, see. Well, I mean, it's like uh, party, party till we die, huh? 
<laughs> Didn't he say something <laughs> like that? I don't know. Dude, that's pretty good. Uh, I like how Steve, uh, you know, we were listening to the audio book that What's-His-Face is doing, Steven Weber. Yeah. And his Pennywise is very close to the new Pennywise. Like, I... I yeah. Like, I, I want... I have to believe that... Uh, what's his name? Skarsgård? Bill Skarsgård? Probably listened to this. Yeah. And that's where he got it. Because it's very close. But anyway... It's, um, it's like... It's like... They talk with too much spit in their mouth. <laughs> uh, so, uh, oh, okay. So he shows up. He goes to Eddie's room and breaks his arm. And yep. Eddie. Uh, Foreshadowing. <laughs> I guess. I mean, <laughs> this, this is the but, payoff. See, but you think at this point that the arm break from before was foreshadowing this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, I got you. I forgot. I forgot later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, his arm just has a bad... Yeah, it it's a bad couple of years. Yeah, uh, I will say in the movie, it plays this scene off as a comedy scene. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Like, he when he attacks him, like, he hurts him a lot worse. He hurts... Eddie hurts Henry a lot worse. He doesn't break his arm either, but uh, he hurts him a lot. Like he hurts Henry a lot worse. And then he's like, Oh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, and, <laughs> I, and in this one, I mean, you know, I guess he, yeah, he, he kills Henry sort of with Perrier bottle. Right. Yeah. They, well, like he thinks he does and they, it's pretty clear that he does. But they kind of see him later. The little like Jason Voorhees sort of uh, gets back up for a second. Yeah. Yeah. And and that isn't what happens in the movie. But yeah, it does play this like totally for laughs. Because Eddie's like, (laughs) like really freaked out. And he's like, oh, and stabs me. He's like, oh, (laughs) I'm freaked out. But yeah. Um, Okay. Uh, next chapter. I don't even know what's the next chapter, Brian. Uh, next chapter is the circle closes. This is the Audra Tom chapter. Okay, yeah, yeah. Where like, you know, Tom gets like some of Henry's memories, and Audra gets some of Bev's. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's like I don't know. So now, since Henry's gone. It's going to go to plan B, which is Tom, mm-hmm. to try to kill them. Um, which and is this is this where Audra sees the deadlights, or is that later? I think. Oh, yeah, it, it is, but it has to be, right? So Audra thinks that he's been like Bill's screwing around on her, which he yeah is yeah is at this point <laughs> yeah he and Beverly had sex and we glossed yeah, over we that yeah we glossed over that too <laughs> um I mean it really wasn't that important you knew it was gonna happen and so she calls Mike because he, she remember or she calls the library because she remembered what he had said and yeah. so then the police are like Mike's been attacked uh, yeah you know, who is this. And then she just hears Pennywise, right? Like, he had been messing with her uh, in her hotel room. Like, she just hears him. And then... Right? I think so. Like, and he gets her there, but it doesn't really... Does it... 
show, it didn't like show him like take her to see the deadlight or maybe the deadlights are later. Like they just see her floating, right? Or does it? Did I blank? I don't know. Who cares? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, so next chapter, chapter twenty one. I mean, th- this this one is all like I said earlier. You know, it's sort of about just like symmetry, right? Because it's like the same sort of, you know. Well, they say, you know, Tom is the father later, but at this point, he's Henry. You know, and like with the the memories and things, and it. But yeah. All right, chapter twenty-one, ritual of chode, 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 uh, under the under city. The city. So this basically is the losers, both okay, adults hold up, and real as quick kids. Before we do this, mm-hmm. part one of this threw me for a loop completely because it's told from Pennywise's point of view, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like. You get some of his inner monologue, <laughs> and, and it's great, <laughs> um, because he is a very uh, bitter, pissed off cosmic entity at this point, and like he talks bad about the turtle and all kinds of stuff, and about like how all he wants to do is just sit there and eat people in dairy and the kids won't leave them alone and stuff. <laughs> it's great. Like this chapter. And I think the next one has a couple of like Pennywise interludes mm-hmm. like from his point of view. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I liked those. No, this isn't <laughs> where they, he talks about the turtle. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, this the first one, he, he mentions him at first. Okay. Uh, Cause that's where the puke comes in the first time. Um, Cause he's like, uh, you know, st- stupid turtle like puking up the universe or whatever mm-hmm. it says. Mm-hmm. But he should be happy because it gave him more things to eat, right? See, that's yeah, maybe. What did he do? Just eat nothing floating in space? Well, yeah, it said it said before the universe there had been only two things. One was itself, and the other was the turtle. Yeah, so he didn't eat. Yeah, of course, maybe he didn't have hunger without without a food supply. Maybe. I don't know. Whatever. Um, so they enter the sewers. I don't know. Like, basically, uh, it starts coming at... Wait, this is the eye chapter, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it comes at them as uh, in the 50s as like well, this, this big Well, this ass- is also the, the Frankenstein chapter where uh, Victor and Belch die. Yeah. Okay. Which they've alluded to several times in the previous chapters, but it just hasn't happened. Because, like, Henry and the boys are, like, you know, tracking the losers into the sewer, and then uh, Frankenstein monster kills them. Yeah, it kills them, and Henry because, just runs away. <laughs> because it really doesn't care about anyone. No. You know what I mean? And, in fact, by this point, it's already killed Tom. Like. Yeah. Uh, like, you don't see Tom anymore. You just see him floating dead. Yeah. And then Otter floating, but not dead. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It does not care. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, they... Fight the crawling eye. Fight the crawling eye. He shoots the, uh, acid. Battery. Aspirator at him. Yeah. Um... And then Mike sees a big bird and he's like, I don't believe in you. And it goes away. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then they <laughs> they come to a dorm, right? <laughs> yeah, that's basically what it. And and so they're in like this weird like uh I actually highlighted it. He called it Cyclopean. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is totally a, a Lovecraft tale. <laughs> oh yeah, with, definitely. With little kids in it. They um, also mentioned like geometry that didn't make sense and, and remember that? Like, well, I mean and and also like you know the the smoke hole getting bigger and all this other stuff like spatial awareness problems yeah. that's straight up lovecraft too it would have been great if like but i can't tell what happened here for it would have driven me mad uh it kind of does that several times in this in this book like i whenever, guess the ending is kind of like that too they all forget yeah that's what i'm saying it's like they it it, it straight up is lovecraft um there's the the thing whenever they fight the werewolf back in the Nebold house earlier, like there's mention about how they see a form but they can't tell what it is. (laughs) 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 All right. So um, yeah, they're in this underground like area, like huge area, and there's a tiny door made for children in it. Which I thought was funny. I don't know. I think it's kind of creepy. (laughs) It's like, because, you know, like they're in this big sprawling, like cavernous place. And then the only door out of there is a kid's door. Yeah. And then like Bill sees a boat. Who? uh, Uh, Yeah. Richie sees uh, eyes um, behind glasses. Uh, Stan sees a bird. Um, Beverly sees a fist. And Ben, Ben sees a pile of wrappings. And Eddie sees the leper. Yeah, that's it's a symbol on the door. Yeah, I don't think we were clear about that. <laughs> they weren't just all floating by this door. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, why is there a bunch of mummy wrappings by this door? <laughs> uh, uh, is that is that that's where the old timey? Yeah, that's fifty eight. Okay, eighty five is where like uh, Bill um, they can't find Audra, right? And they can't find Mike. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then this is uh, Georgie. Oh, this, yeah. They're also like, okay, this is, they're underground too. Yes. In 1985 at this point. And uh, Georgie comes. Uh, Blaming him for his death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then. Bill starts to lose it, and then they, they, his buddies, are just like, "No, man, like you couldn't have done anything." And he's like, "You're right. Fuck you." <laughs> like, <laughs> so, um, then, uh, basically, then they like care bear like some love over to Mike to get him better, <laughs> right? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I didn't think about it that way, but I guess you're right. (laughs) And then Mike is just like, oh, okay. All right. Things are going to be better. I'm not going to die now. Yeah. (laughs) So then they go as adults to that tiny door and uh, they see different uh, things. Eddie sees poison. Uh, Beverly sees Tom. Bill sees Audra's severed head. (laughs) Uh, Richie sees Paul Bunyan. Like they couldn't give him a better thing I than know. Paul Bunyan again. Yeah, that was and lame. And then uh, Ben sees Henry Bowers, and then this is where they find dead Tom. Yeah, and Audra in the spider's web. Yeah, and she's like, 
catatonic pretty much yeah yeah oh absolutely catatonic mm. and this is also well there's been a revelation that audra had earlier that it is really a female mm-hmm. um and then this is where ben sees the spider egg sack and he's and, like and realizes that it has babies basically yeah and so then the, they see the spider as like the closest symbol to it that they could see because it's not they can't see like how it really or, or looks. They'll go mad. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, and so then they just start smashing some eggs. Yeah. <laughs> then takes a boot to all these eggs. Yeah. Um, over the span of this, because this is basically what Ben does for the rest of the book. Right? Yeah, yeah. He just goes egg smashing. He's, he smashes over a hundred eggs. <laughs> yeah, and then so. I like then I like da- to think he pukes in between every single one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and then so Derry is like starting to like crumble because of this. Yeah. Because it is losing power and Derry is it. Yeah. So all right, next chapter uh, the actual ritual of Chud. Yeah. God, it's got to be just about Chud. Yeah. Like it has to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I also did Google Translate, and it's not a real word. <laughs> cool. um, so, really, I don't know. This was anticlimactic for me because basically, it kind of tempts Ben or Bill and starts like pulling him away from the group, and he's just yeah. like he he th- th- thrust his f- f- fist, yeah. and basically just him finally saying he thrusts his fist against the post. And what is it? Still, he sees the ghost, or insists he still insists he sees the ghost. And when he finally says it, it gives him power over it, (laughs) right? And all he because this whole thing, the the ritual chud is basically a psychic battle. Yeah, right. And I I don't know. I mean, it's like I actually really liked this chapter. Mm. Um, I think this is probably where. Uh, people say that King um, misses the landing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? But I don't know. There was something about it that I thought was really interesting. It wasn't bad, um, but it just, to me, it was like all of that. Like, this has been our whole summer. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're telling me that uh, a chapter about like an 11 year old kid flying through space talking to a giant turtle wasn't enough of an ending for you oh yeah yeah, yeah. oh th- this is also him seeing the turtle right yeah he's because like it basically pulls him out of time and space and the turtle's like there and he's like sup dog you know <laughs> it's like in the t- and he's like oh why aren't you helping us and he's like eh, i don't do that yeah he's like i can't because <laughs> The other one, like it, is important on a bigger scale or something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, I I made all this. Sorry. Right? Yeah. He's and, like, but nothing and, I can do about it. And he also is like, you know, my bad. You know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to even create it. I My, I, my stomach hurt. Yeah. <laughs> he he literally puked the universe into existence. <laughs> um, um, but it, but the, the, the thing is... It's also like talks about how there's one above the turtle and above it. Um, and it doesn't ever say what it is or anything like that. Um, you could argue that it may be God 
or something like that. I think it was intentionally vague so you could put it your own religion and on top of it. I I don't I don't think it's I think it's uh Turtles all the way down. <laughs> no, that's Discworld. Mm-hmm. Um I th- I think uh it's imagination. Imagination. Yeah. I really do like like inspiration, like author's inspiration and stuff like that. Um because it's the one that created the turtle and stuff. Now, uh, it actually is given a name and stuff later in the Gunslinger Dark Tower books. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. And it is, uh, well, if it is the the same thing, um, spoiler alert for book six of the Dark Tower series, (laughs) it actually is the creative force. So, it makes sense. Now, because it's... Because it's like, basically, it's just like where everything comes from. You know, it's like somebody had to write it down or whatever. So you read an essay on it and (laughs) you're buying into it. Well, yeah. uh, (laughs) And I I agree with it. I think it's right. And to be honest, though, that happens. There's a lot, a lot of times that that happens in media. Like it's happened in a lot of comic books is the creative force is the actual God. Yeah. And like you. not even the author, like in the Animal Man comic with Grant Morrison, um, mm-hmm. but like the actual like in DC Comics. Sorry to get off on a tangent here. The actual like <laughs> <laughs> the the actual like God is imagination. Like it's like inspiration and stuff. Yeah. So, so they stole it from King, probably. Yeah. See. I'm just looking at me with glasses. I think I can yeah. do it. I, I I need I need glasses. <laughs> That's way off topic. I, and hey, I, I don't know. You're talking about creative forces. Well, I'm <laughs> literally in the book. Ah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, he 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 beats it by saying, that, or line. he gains an upper hand by saying his yeah. line, and then um. Basically, what else happens? But it's just it's it's really like just like you know belief versus fear at this point, or yeah. faith versus fear. Fear is the opposite of love, Brian. Yeah, but I mean it's like <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> but yeah, because it's like stuff he believes in. He thinks about like superheroes and the Tooth Fairy and stuff, and then uh, beats it. Yeah. Um, in, in 1985, uh, he does it again. Um, but this time, uh, I guess because he's an adult now and adults don't believe in the tooth fairy anymore. Um, it kind of gets him. Yeah. (laughs) It pulls him like close to the deadlights and he's gaining control over him and he's like, you'll float out here forever. (laughs) So, so he is the deadlights, right? Yeah. 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 Like, it's just like closer to its true what i got is it was like lights powered by death or something that was close to his true form but if you see it you'll go mad (laughs) (laughs) son of a bitch yeah all right so so anyway so bill's like losing his battle with it and it's like you know you'll exist forever i can you know like you're you're screwed and richie's like oh yeah i'm gonna voice you to death (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and so um I'm gonna voice you to death. So 
Richie basically uh, sidetracks it, you know? Yeah. And he, well, he tells the jokes. Yeah. Right? Because mm-hmm. that's what the ritual should is. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, they pull him back out, and then uh, Eddie um, tries to spray his inhaler into its face, and it bites his arm off. <laughs> yeah, and then Eddie <laughs> dies. Um, and so uh, they grab... <laughs> They grab. I loved. I loved Eddie's death, like thing, um, like how he died, mm-hmm. right? Because it was just like mid sentence. Yeah, like he's like Rich. Don't call me Eds. And then he. Yeah, and he was like, as he was thinking about it, he died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, that's later, but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> And so, I mean, honestly, that's kind of it. Uh, they just start smashing. Yeah, the, there's a like a whole chapter of the town being destroyed. Oh, I guess this is where they start smashing eggs. Uh, hold on, and then. Well, no, this is where like they meet up with Ben again, who has been smashing eggs. The oh, whole time okay, time. okay, I got you, got you. And he's like, I've killed over a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, wh- why was he counting? I mean, because he doesn't know, like, he the was clutch thinking he, size. May, he may be fashioning something out of them later. Maybe build a little house out of inter, interdimensional. He's an architect. Yeah. Yeah. So, like um, otherworldly eggs. So, building material. So it's dead at this point. Yeah. Um. So, wait, hold on. No, it's not. Wait. Hold on, Bill and Richie, catch up. I'm at this course hero site now. <laughs> Are you? Um, I have used it as notes before, so I can keep track of everything that's but I do have a whole sheet of notes um in my notes app and also in my Kindle. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I mean, since I didn't take notes, it's <laughs> this jogging my it's memory. It's nice to keep track though, because there's like a chapter by chapters uh, uh so basically, oh, this is where it is kind of pinned against the wall, and it's it's scared of Bill and Richie, and he's like, "Oh, oh yeah, y'all can yeah, live yeah. for five hundred years. Just leave me alone." I'll... Squeeze its heart to death. Yeah, and so then they smash him like they squeeze his little heart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and then Derry's kind of collapsed, and uh, we did gloss over, or has it happened yet? What um, the Beverly being the spark plug. Uh, I'm not sure if that happened because but. it happens on, on their way out. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. this is probably the most controversial part of the book. Yeah, yeah. and he <laughs> saves it for last. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. They kill him. They they get his heart and smash Her it. Heart. it <laughs> well. <laughs> It's hard. <laughs> yeah. Right. So they, uh, and so they smash all the eggs and, and get that. And then, yes. And then they're leaving. And as kids, whenever they're leaving, like you said, they're lost. they're lost. And it's because they're not connected anymore at that point. Yeah. And so it's Beverly's idea based on her father. Te- Which is his creepy. Feet. Well, yeah, but it was what he said to her. Because like, it explicitly says that her father didn't uh, didn't molest her. Yeah. But 
But yeah, it really sounds like he did, you know? And so she basically has sex with all of them one by one, one by one and in the sewer. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I I think King probably could have found anything else that could have bonded them. (laughs) But okay. I can understand it. That doesn't mean it's necessarily a good choice. Because it's like, it's like, you know, a little kid's understanding of intimacy. You know, it's like, it's what people do when they're in love, like that sort of thing. Yeah. Like there, there is kind of an, like a, an innocence behind it that you can see. Sure, Um, man. What? I said, sure, man. (laughs) No, I mean, like, I got you. I got you. I got you. But, but at the end of the day it's still a bunch of 11-year-olds having sex in the sewer. Yeah, and it's still a bizarre creative choice for Stephen King. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's still a weird, a weird way of doing it. Um, (laughs) She would have had uh, a nice rousing speech. Yeah. All together. (laughs) Yeah. So... uh, I mean, whatever. They from there they rebond. Hands and, and Mike could have care bared them the way out. <laughs> yeah, or like the turtle could have floated them all out of there or something. I mean, it's not that like he turtle don't them. care, man. <laughs> yeah. He yeah, well, does not it cares care. enough to cares enough to be like some sort of force to, ha- to help them. Like, yeah, I mean, if you're even if if he actually even did that, he's just not going to intervene. I mean, where do you draw the line intervening? Because like here's good luck together. versus uh, versus playing your character. It's what? Like okay, I think about it as a video game. Your stamina's up. Here's good luck. All right, there you go. That's my blessing. Versus okay. like I'm playing your character. All right, I see it. So you're saying the <laughs> the turtle was the helpful NPC that gave them like you know what they needed to kill it, but yeah. didn't do it. Yeah, rewarded them or, or, you know, put all the things in gear, but didn't really like, all right, good luck. (laughs) So anyway, so by this point, they (laughs) they get out and as kids, they make they cut their hands and make a, a, you know, a pact. Yeah. To come back if it ever happens again, which is what and stands like. Yeah, I'll come back. Sure. Totally, dude. Uh, do you think you could actually uh, do other things with this glass? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, Stan, <laughs> like, shut up, Stan. What did he even do for the whole book? Oh, uh, he had some interesting things, like, but yeah. What did he do that was important? Not nothing important. He was still interesting. <laughs> he was fine, dude. No, I'm just saying, it's like. It's weird to have this whole story about how you need seven people and, you know, seven is a magic number and all this stuff. Right. And about how destiny brings you together to do these things. And then one guy's not even needed. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, as adults, only five of them made it. in. I know. Hmm. Um, all right. So. Basically, Derry's in shambles, and, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Derry's like gone. Bill's gotten out with Audra, and Audra is just out of it. Like, and He's super catatonic. And all of them 
part ways except for Bill and Audra are hanging out in Derry for a little while until he gets Audra back to health. Yeah. And Mike remembers Bill and Audra, but he's starting to forget the others and they're all kind of starting to forget. And he's like, hey, what is Stan's last name even? Yeah. And he's like, hey, who cares? He didn't do anything important. <laughs> who? <laughs> <laughs> and like nobody, I guess Ben and uh, Beverly ran off together, right? Presumably. Uh, right? They like, became, they? yeah. Yeah, they left. They left together. Yeah, right. It never says what happened, huh. but I assume that they were done because uh, Tom ain't. Remember, they make mention that Tom probably booked everything under aliases, which he did, and yeah. he yeah. he he just is a missing person at that point. Um, so, but it's weird. I wonder if they remember certain things if they did run off together. Yeah, no, they're just gonna get home, and a month later, they're gonna be like, "Wait, who are you? <laughs> Why? Where's my <laughs> husband?" <laughs> Because, yeah, um, like, uh, it, it's like Mike's last journal entry thing, right? Yeah. And it's like over the course of a month, they completely forget what happened. Yeah, which kind of leads you to believe, is Pennywise even dead? Like, is he just erasing this history? Like, I know that they say that he is, and the fact that they're forgetting should be... Well, they've thought they've always thought that the forgetting is actually a gift from the turtle. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So they right. don't have to worry about the the traumas of childhood. Yeah. So Which, I I don't know. Whatever they. And so is the turtle just a metaphor for growing old? Because it's a turtle and turtles are old. Who knows? And man. you forget your childhood. So I don't know. So they get uh, they get on this. Uh, Bill's brilliant idea is to throw Audra <laughs> on a bike. Well, because like. They make a mention. He specifically calls out that uh, when they're going into the sewers as adults, he doesn't have silver. And it seems weird because silver seemed important. Yeah. Like, it's like literally. And then he's just like, oh, well. <laughs> yeah. And so you throw him on the back of silver and he's like, hi, ho, silver away. <laughs> That's how he said it in the thing, you know. He just kept, yeah. hi, ho, silver. I mean, I would say it louder, but my daughter's asleep in the next room. I don't want to just wake her up saying, hi, ho, silver away. Um, but yeah, so, so then. She comes to and she's like, oh, Bill, you sh- truly are the best. And he's like, I know. Let's go off to Hollywood again. Presumably <laughs> that didn't happen. But she starts coming to. But again. she's like, why was I catatonic? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That ending really did leave a little bit to be desired. But all in all, it's over. <laughs> right? Yeah. All right. <sighs> one out of five. <laughs> what you gonna, no, I mean, one through five. Where are you going to put it? Oh, God. Because on one hand, it, there's parts that were let down. On the other hand, I can't imagine reading a better book than this. It's probably one of the best books I've ever read. I know. I'm so conflicted about my wanting to give it a five that yeah. I don't think I should. Yeah, I think I'll give it a five. It was an incredible too. experience. It, it really was like, 
I know we've kind of ruined it for everyone. Actually, you know what? The zeitgeist has ruined it for everyone. Everyone knows this story. But they don't know. They only, like, I think in the zeitgeist, a lot of the book is lost. Like, it's just him being, like, this evil clown that, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I think you're, the, the zeitgeist has it being a, the zeitgeist is the miniseries. Yeah. And, like, as much as people have nostalgia for that and Tim Curry is Pennywise, it I mean, is, like, nothing compared to the actual book. No, I, I mean, neither of the movies are anywhere near yeah. the book. No, 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 I know. I haven't seen the second one, so I can't. But, I mean, the first one's not as good as the book, and the first one's no. better than the second one. <laughs> yeah, the first one is really good, though. But it it's like the book is so much better. Well, I mean, I, I just think it's so much more than than this story. Like, it's a story about nostalgia and childhood and fate and, like, so many different things. It's a lot more than the plot. Yeah, it really is. And so, plot-wise, and there's stuff to be desired, but I can't imagine writing a better, just a, or reading a better, more comprehensive world-built view than this however i don't have time to read every book the, uh, this length you know yeah. every book i want to read i'm much happy to happier to read 300 pages than 12. i think um i might get some of the dark tower on audiobook yeah we can do the dark tower no just for me i don't care right. about you <laughs> okay <laughs> but no no you're right it's like so much of this book is you know it's about you know growing up and loss of childhood and there, there are so many parts that are just like, I'm just reading about, you know, me and you growing up. Yeah, yeah, you for know? sure. And then, and then it's like horrible things happen and children die. <laughs> Mostly that didn't... bonding scene. That end there in the sewers, <laughs> man, just really reminded me of me and you growing up. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it, it is. It's like, you, you know, you. It makes you um, understand a little bit more. Like, because when I was younger, I was like, really? Stephen King wrote Stand By Me, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, this is basically the same thing as that, but, but with mm-hmm. unspeakable monsters in it. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's sometimes you forget that you're reading a horror book, like especially earlier in like the first half. You know, yeah. or the first third, especially, you forget that what you're reading is a horror book sometimes. Yeah. And then then it's like it lures you into this false sense of security and then beats you over the head with dead children. Huh. Yeah. At least it did to me. I don't know. I don't know about you. No, I I uh, I agree. I, I mean, honestly, I really felt like this was stand by me. <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I I think that it's it's just a lot bigger of a book than than it than will ever hit the zeitgeist. And I think the difference between knowing the story and reading the book is all of these things. And yeah. so I don't know. Story itself, probably eh, three out of five. Like clown coming at kids, whatever you know. Like it's yeah. fine. But the the like the actual execution of the plot and everything contained within it like yes it puts it at legendary cannot be top type status so i can't imagine giving this anything but a five 
Like, yeah. what is better? And, like, what was better than this that we've read? I can't and, think of it. And if it was better, was it influenced in any way by it? <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, I loved it. I'm, I am happy to be done with it, though. Um, yeah. it, it's, I think I'm going to read it again. It's, what, 1,200 <laughs> pages, but it's still also dense pages. Like, And obviously, most of it I read, or just listened to the audiobook. I read, I would say probably five, four or five hundred pages of it I read, though. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. I definitely recommend the audiobook because I think Stephen Weber brings a lot to it as well. Yeah, he brings his A game. Yeah. I I enjoyed it more once I started going strictly audiobook. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. So. No, I, I, I agree with you. I think, like, it's you know, like very few things I consider to be like masterpieces, mm-hmm. but this is one. Yeah, like it's it's great. And like I said uh, on our first episode about it, um, if it would have ended chapter one, <laughs> I do think it would have been even one of the best short stories I've ever read. Yeah. So I don't know. Five yeah. out of five. It's you can't get more solid than this book. Yeah. I agree. All right. Well, next time we'll be back. Covering on- the stand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, next time we'll be back at a normal episode. This concludes our summer of fun. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. All right. You got anything else? Uh, no. Mm-hmm. Go read the book. Like, yeah, that's it. All right. I I, I agree. All right. (laughs) We'll see you all next week. The podcast you just heard is part of the B&E Network. Brought to you by BMovies and eBooks.com. Bye.